Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 42 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on April 28th, 2021. I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And, as always with these films, spoiler alert, and future events such as these will affect you in the future. And now let's talk about the film. So this week, uh, it was my choice, obviously, and I've decided to go with a film that um, Sterling didn't really, uh, hasn't really uh, heard too much about. Uh, A lot of people really don't know much about this movie, Um, so I'm I'm glad I was able to at least uh, show somebody this film, because I think it's it's a really special movie. It's kind of the theme for these next two weeks. <laughs> you would you can say that, uh, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a really special movie to me. So I was really happy that I you know was actually able to show this movie to someone. Um, and as Sterling you know mentioned last week, uh, I've never really like mentioned this movie really. No, I never even heard you. You talk about movies you really like. Yeah, but I feel like uh, this movie it deals with such a like niche subject. Um, it really does. And I mean, it kind of that sort of reflects its box office intake. Yeah, um, I mean, it handled it well. I don't think it'd get canceled. No, and we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll get into the meat of this movie. For certain, because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I think this is a this is a brilliant film. Um, but yeah, it's just like I. It's hard to it's hard to just bring it up. Like, hey, have you ever heard of a movie called Ed Wood? <laughs> you like no, Tim? Let's do it, Wood. <laughs> you like Tim Burton? You like Johnny Depp? You like transvestites? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's like I was up to you to that last part. <laughs> Uh yeah, this is uh this is a a weird one. This is a pretty strange film. Um but I also think uh to me it's possibly one of the most heartwarming movies uh that I've personally have ever seen. Um and I'll explain why cuz Sterling's kind of just like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know, heartwarming. Well, we'll we'll get into why I think it's like for someone like me it's heartwarming. I get it a little bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it. All right, so I guess I should uh, kind of explain what this movie is. Uh, so Ed Wood is the story of a, a real-life person uh, named Edward D. Wood Jr., and uh, he has sort of he had the reputation at one time as the worst director of all time. Uh, who's directed some of the most infamous bad uh, B-movies from, like, the 50s and, like, early 60s and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this movie sort of chronicles his life up until he makes his, what is his most, I guess, well-known or infamous movie, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, which was once considered the worst movie of all time. Um, so yeah, this movie, like, it's kind of loose on, like, plot, 
It's all over the place. But I feel like it's kind of like that's the character, though. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like he, like he, he lived such a frantic life. He's always just, what, you know, trying to get his next picture made. That was his life. Yeah, always trying to get the money to make his next movie, and failing a lot of the time. And making poop out of it. And not making a very good product when he did get the money. Um. Yeah. So this film was uh, was directed. By Tim Burton, and this is Mid-man. probably it's probably is uh, one of his least known films. How famous was he, uh, or well known was he by the time of this movie? He had already made Pee Wee's Big Adventure, was a which was a huge hit. That was his first feature film. Okay, right out right out of the gate, like he Damn. you know had he was uh, kind of this he was sort of the the new blockbuster guy, and then he directed Beetlejuice. Okay. And that was like a surprise hit because it's such a weird movie. Yeah. When you think about it. It is, but it's amazing. But it's I that that might be my favorite Tim Burton movie still. Probably. Just yeah, like same. like I think this is like his like his most personal like heartfelt movie and all that. Um and maybe his most technically well-made movie. But Beetlejuice is just so wonderful. <laughs> I fucking love it. I almost feel like Beetlejuice is a little more heartfelt than yeah. Ed Wood. Beetlejuice is just zany. You get the little girl who finally gets like a ghost family and just—I don't know. There's some heart. It's happier than what happens, Ed Wood. I'm saying like, like heart, as in like feeling like real, like humanity for the characters. And I don't know. That movie is just kind of like a live live action cartoon. But then his biggest hit, probably before Ed Wood, was the 1989 Batman movie. Oh my God! Yes. Yep. So he was super established when he made this movie. Yep, and he had uh, he had made Edward Scissorhands before oh, this, so and that movie was actually a surprising hit as so well. So he was allowed this movie, and he also made the sequel to Batman, Batman Returns, which eh, didn't make as much money as the first one, and I don't like that movie. Um, But, yeah, he was established at this point, and he just wanted to do... He originally was just going to produce this movie, and uh, another person was going to direct it, and actually they ended up swapping uh, places. That guy ended up producing the film, and he ended up in the director's chair. Okay. Although I think Burton is one of the producers on this film. Makes sense also. I think so his, have, I think his uh, studio so helped he have a lot of control. Yes. This is definitely, I feel like, his most personal movie. Um, He's not that good at it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I really just love the, the whole kind of just look of this movie. It's different from his other films because it's kind of more grounded um, than his other movies. His movies have that – it's kind of hard to describe, but when you see a Tim Burton movie, you kind of know what I'm talking about. This movie still has that a little bit, but it's still more grounded because even – it still has to be – it's still a real story. Yes. So it can't be too crazy. Yes, this movie probably uh, is the most character-focused out of all of his movies, yes. I would say. 
Um, really into the one character. Yes. Ed Wood. You, you spend a lot of time with him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about the man who plays Ed Wood, the star of this film. Mr. Johnny Depp. Hashtag believe Johnny Depp. Hashtag hire at Johnny Depp back. Hashtag we support Johnny Depp. I am, you know, a little sad about, like, what's been going on with him. But, you know, I'll just, I'll always appreciate his work. Like, you can't take that away. No, you can't. Um, And I think this, uh, this performance of his is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I originally thought it was my favorite. But I kind of thought about it, and I was like, there's one other performance of his that I like a little bit more. Uh, and it's his uh, performance in the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I still haven't seen that. You'll have to show it to me one day. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I think he's absolutely that. amazing in that movie. I remember, I think, one time when I was doing some, I was not doing some crazy thing yeah uh they put it on the tv and like i was like there's no way i'm watching a movie right now the movie is pure chaos you want to talk about a movie with no plot <laughs> yeah because i mean i've seen that one the the one that's in like uh, costa rica or puerto the rico, rum diary puerto rico. yeah that one eh. that one's boring it is because there's only the one drug trip scene and it's like not even that good yeah, the movie's yeah, it's not that good, and it's that's drunk where. The whole time. Hey, and guess what? That's where he met his now ex-wife. I know. Doesn't that suck? I wish he, like, at least I wish it had been a good movie. That he <laughs> right. His life on. Yeah, that movie wasn't uh, very good, but in this film, I think he gives a uh, a charming and mesmerizing performance in this film. He does. He does. I like Johnny Depp. He's but he's so lovable. Even though, like, he's a character. about that? I think he is. I think, like, even even when he's, like, lying to people just so he can get funds for his movie, it's like he's not super malicious about because it. Because he believes that he is going to make a hit. And he's going to pay them back. He's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make it. That's what he, he just, like, his dream is just to become, you know, this filmmaking, like, auteur. And he never makes it, and that's why no one ever, like, keeps funding his movies. Yeah, that's what, like, I, like, our difference is because, like, yeah, I kept, I was kept, I kept getting flabbergasted, like, these people follow him around. These loyal group of people. I get it. They're all they're outcasts. All misfits. I yeah, get misfits. that, but he's just a failure. Like, how does he, what do you guys survive off of? Well, I mean, obviously, like, this is a movie, and it kind of, this is the fantasy version of the Ed Wood story, basically. The real story, you know, uh, it's a lot a more cynical crew. and more, uh, you know. There's no evidence to really suggest that uh, he had the relationship with... Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> There's no evidence to suggest that he really had the relationship that he had with... Uh, the main actor that he uh, has a relationship with. Oh, we'll the get, old man. That uh, we'll uh, get to in just a second. He didn't become like an actual best friend of him? There's no real like evidence to suggest that. I mean, he he probably was a fan of his and knew who he was. But this movie, uh, that, rela- that relationship was actually based more off of uh, a friendship that Tim Burton had struck up 
with uh, another famous uh, horror movie star from back in the day. Mm, who was like a has-been? Not really a has-been, but he was, you know, older. It was towards the end of his life. He put him in Edward Scissorhands. He plays the guy who created uh, well, that's funny. Edward, uh, Mr. Scissorhands. <laughs> his name was Vincent Price. <laughs> and he was the, the last, like, great horror movie star after uh, Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff died. Um, he was the last of that era before, like, the slashers took over. Okay. Um, the modern era of horror, basically. Um, and, yeah, they they struck up a a strong friendship, like, in the last years of his life. And that's pretty much what... Uh, so he just put Ed, that in the film. Yeah. Kind of like how Ed did for his first film. Yeah. Put Yeah, he put his uh, own experiences in the film. That's why this is probably Burton's most personal movie. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Johnny, I feel like there's there's he's likable enough uh, and convincing and charming enough to get these people to continue to follow him. You know, there's that great scene towards the end of the movie where they all get baptized. Yes, that's and a Bill good Murray scene. even uh, questions it. I don't want to say the exact the exact line. Just yet, because maybe that'll be in the quotes. Most definitely, it's a good quote. I, it's one of my. It's one of, my, it it's one of my the good line. scenes in the movie, to me. It's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh really? But we'll talk about we'll uh, we'll talk about it in a moment. Right. So uh, the next uh, person we'll uh, we'll highlight is uh, the uh, the man who uh, actually uh, won. One of the only Oscars that this movie uh, won. Oh, won an Oscar this movie? Yeah, two. Two what? Oscars. What? Uh, we have uh, Martin Landau playing uh, the legendary horror actor Bela Lugosi, who was most famous for playing Dracula. And yes, Martin Landau won an Oscar for this role. Did he really die a heroin addict? I believe, yes, he was actually addicted to morphine. Or morphine and a lot of his late career <laughs> choices uh, reflected that. That's sad. And his, you know, having to work with Ed Wood. Yeah. Know, yeah. You know, he's getting, like, paid $1,000 in cash on the side. Well, not on the side. And he's living off unemployment. Yeah. Uh, he's, at this point... You know, Bela Lugosi was sort of uh, a, he's a, ha- he's a has-been at this point. He's a morphine addict. Um, everybody thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows, and the people who, you know, don't, or are, know that he's not dead, know that he's a junkie and that he's uh, not reliable. He's a lost cause. Um, but Ed Wood is a, is a super fan of his. He's a fanboy. Mm-hmm. And he so happens to meet uh, Bela Lugosi <laughs> when he's trying out coffins. Yeah, in a really that was a random ass. And really, no, I think it's a funny scene. Uh, and it's like, it's a reference to you know him being Dracula, and that's yeah, his whole I thing. got that. So, and it's not it's not that random. It's just kind of like, again, it's almost kind of like a fantasy kind of thing. Like you know, this is what he's most associated with, so this is how we're gonna introduce him. He's going to be in a coffin. I know. 
And so, yeah, he's like, Bella is basically sort of giving up on life. Nobody gives two fucks for Bella. Yeah, he's shopping because he's going to go home and kill himself. Yeah, he invite, he almost tries to kill Eddie, too. Yeah. Murder-suicide in a really intense, dramatic scene. Uh, I think it Martin is. Landau is absolutely great in this movie. Couldn't get over his teeth. He's an old man. Tons of old men in that movie. No one had black teeth but him. Martin Landau Ladies and gentlemen, he had black teeth in this movie. I get it. It was black and white, so his teeth weren't black. But what were on his teeth? What was on his teeth, Lee? That could have been the makeup. It might have been. teeth? That could have been what Bela Lugosi's teeth really looked like. He was falling apart. Remember, this is a man who's uh, an old man who's just addicted to morphine, probably isn't eating all that much, isn't taking care of himself. Yeah. I can see the explanation for it. Or his teeth are rancid. We need to find this out, ladies and gentlemen. Leave down in the comments below. I don't think Martin what Landau's teeth were really like that. Rest in peace, teeth. by the way. R.I.P. But during that movie, yo, man, what was wrong with your teeth? Oh, he's an old man. There was tons of old men in that movie. No okay, one's but this black. is an old man who's falling apart. Literally. How How together is his whole crew of old men? They probably the they're not blind, junkies. The colorblind cinematographer. He's not a junkie. The yeah. cranky colorblind cinematographer. Yeah, he's not a junkie. He kind of still cares about taking care of himself a little bit. Okay, okay. His teeth aren't black. His teeth are not black. No. I know it's a weird hangup, but you're gonna just write off his entire performance and character. I mean, it was good and stuff. It was good and stuff. But I just felt like he was being, just pretending to be the vampire, like a vampire the whole time. Well, that's how he really sounded. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I've never seen the original, like, monster movies. Never seen the original Dracula? No, because it's I like, could... whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, I have seen those movies. Um, you can't waste a whole week on that. <laughs> this Halloween. BMI. No! <laughs> no! No, but I think the relationship between uh, Ed Wood and Bela Lugosi is the, the heart of the film, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. I just didn't care. It's not even that I didn't care. Like, I just... Wow. You didn't... Okay, you didn't care. It's fine. Yeah, I just... I didn't care about a lot of, in, a lot of things in Safe Haven. Uh, a movie about domestic abuse? Okay, it talks to police okay, it's about... a movie you. about drug addiction and failure. <laughs> I'm going to ignore the failure part. Just <laughs> No, I get it. It's not... I didn't even hate this movie. I, like... Nothing I have did. complicated feelings for this movie. Yeah, because it was just, it was just You're happening. You're ambivalent in front of me. about it. Yeah, it was just happening in front of my eyes. <laughs> you were pretty sleepy. And it, I, I won't even blame it on being like sleepy. It's not like 
I haven't seen movies that I was sleepy and been like, oh, that was still a good movie, like because it made me not sleepy. This movie, I was just, and I know the whole time. I only, truth be told, I fell asleep for the last like thirty seconds, but I saw the whole thing, and the last part is just him just going, yeah, mouthing his movie, right, and it's like ten minutes long. Um, that was when the same movie was like, okay, wrap it up. Um, but then he has one of my favorite lines after that, though. The, which will, well, well, no, because I think I know the line you're talking about. Um, we'll find out in the quotes. Um, yeah. I just, it just happened. I just that's all I can say about this movie is it happened. Okay. Well, the thing is, yeah, like this is goes right down to why this movie didn't really do very well box office wise this is very niche subject matter you have it to is. be a bit of a movie fan I definitely to agree. to really enjoy this and to understand a lot of the references in this movie uh, yes. you have to know a little bit about the golden age of hollywood that's why i think i mean this is also why you loved uh, once upon a once upon, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Hollywood, so much. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like that movie. That movie, that movie was good, and I liked it more than Ed Wood, obviously. But you really love the people who are like, not even cinephiles, but like just fans of like the whole thing, movie history. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, like Lee's knowledge of producers and directors and writers and cinematographers and yeah, probably makeup people and all that stuff. That's that's knowledge only like people who are like super fans know of. Yeah, like a lot of the or like film historians kind of like the the people that they like reference, like all the names. They were probably just whoop going right over yeah. your head. And I yeah, was that's like, why I'm just like, and you're like, ha ha! Did you get that? I'm like, what? Who's Eric Badoob? And you're like, <laughs> Eric Badoob. <laughs> But he made the first Badoob. And I'm like, Badoob? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the first movie ever made in 1902. Like, remember, the, the first movie had toenails shown in this movie. Come on, man. You don't know this shit? Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, yeah, this is definitely a movie that's kind of like that. Like, you do really have to be a a movie nerd to enjoy this sort of thing. But I do think there's there's enough in it for a mainstream audience that can sort of get something I know, out I of it. I think the mainstream audience disagrees with you. Yeah, obviously. At least in 1994, and even if it was released now. Not even with the hate of Johnny Depp, just like, let's say we didn't know about Johnny Depp, and it's just, he's young now, and this is Johnny Depp. Because the movie is timeless, because it's not like, it's in a different age, so. It's black and, it looks and white. Good. Yeah, it's black and white, yeah, so you great. go, oh. Looks great. And Johnny Depp looked that kind, the way he looked in that movie for a very long time. Yeah, so it's it's not, it wouldn't be weird to see it, but if it came out today, I don't I I, I don't think people would hate it, but I don't think people would. It'd be it. championed as like this super progressive uh, movie or offensive. Oh yeah, depending who you talk him to, because he keeps saying transvestite, but that's like that's not what a transvestite is. But again, this, this is a movie that takes place in the fifties. Their understanding yeah. of all that wasn't a hundred percent yet, because he was definitely a drag queen. Yes, because he didn't want to chop his digging balls off. He didn't want to put in hormones. He didn't want to actually he become liked, a woman. Yeah, he just liked dressing up like a woman, wearing their clothes, putting on a wig, which is fine. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot to mention that when we were talking about 
the Ed Wood character. He's, oh yeah, he's a transvestite. Or, he's he loves Angora queen. sweaters. That's yes. his thing. And he likes wearing women panties and <laughs> women bras. He has a he has a funny uh, line that you missed, uh, where <laughs> he was uh, talking to the producer and he tells him like I you know his secret like I like to wear women's clothing. Um, and he's like, when I was a paratrooper in World War Two, I was afraid of getting shot and injured, so the medics would. Uh, discover that I was wearing brazier and panties, and they would discover my secret. <laughs> I know, and he had no teeth. Yeah, he had dentures. He really was out. a paratrooper, too. The he real Ed Wood. teeth blowed out? Is that real? I think it was, yeah. He's a hero. A transvestite hero. <laughs> a transvestite hero. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess we should move on to... Uh, this is, It's got a pretty large cast, this movie. It does. Uh, with a lot of really well-known people. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. She plays uh, Dolores Fuller, who was... Oh, bitch. In the movie, she kind of is yeah. portrayed as that. Uh, the real-life version of uh, Dolores, I guess, was really supportive of Ed and even put up some money to fund his movies. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, in the movie is portrayed as uh, someone who uh, is definitely not okay with him dressing up like a woman. And not okay with that everyone is okay with it, that he's around. Yes. She is, yeah, definitely a person of her time, at least in this film, mm-hmm. uh, that she just has those attitudes, like that's freakish behavior, it's not right. Um, it's like a lot of the, like you hear a lot of people talking in this movie of, like really negatively about the like drag queens and all that, and a well, lot I mean, of gay bashing. A lot of gay bashing. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, because also that was during the time when gay people were put in mental homes. Yep, and lobotomized. Mm-hmm. For sure, and put through horrible conversion. Yeah, this therapy. movie, yeah, this movie doesn't dance around. Like this movie, this movie has a really interesting tone because it like, takes it a little lighthearted. Yeah, because on the one hand, it kind of almost feels is trying to be like a. Like kind of like a lighthearted movie from the fifties, because Johnny Depp is playing it like a actor from the fifties. His Johnny Depp is quoted as saying that his inspiration. I'm sorry, we're going back to Johnny Depp. He's should, the main part of this movie. He is. Um, this is the title character. Um, he said his inspiration for Ed Wood was Ronald Reagan, who, if you, for our younger audiences out there. If you only know him as uh, our president... Worst uh, president we ever had, but yeah. The man who probably started all the shit that we're in right now. But okay, different podcast. He was an actor before he became a politician. And uh, he was actually quite a famous actor in the 1950s. Mm. And uh, yeah, Johnny Depp used his performances as as inspiration for his role in this film. And he also said... That the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz was also an inspiration. Which I don't really get. I get the Reagan thing, but I don't get the Wizard of Oz, the Tin, the tin Man from it. Um, I think I kind of get it a little bit. But it's hard to explain. I definitely see Ronald Reagan, though. Yes, I definitely get that. Because his performance is definitely like, ah, I met a movie star today. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know if he actually talked like that. 
probably not. Did people talk like that back then? Probably not. Bit. Probably not. Because every because like, a lot of the other characters talk normally. Yeah, right. Movie. The sort of like as a contrast to him, because he's almost like he, he he's sort of a larger than life character. He's in his own world. He's his ma- he's the main character in his own story. Exactly. He thinks he's the the hero. You know, he yeah. thinks he's the super talented, uh, you know, producer, director, actor, writer. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> he's he sucks. Just, he's got a lot of passion, but no he doesn't talent. have any talent to back it up. I know, right? And he never has enough money to work hard enough to get good. It's kind of sad, but also pretty funny when you watch the movie. <laughs> but yeah, so Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, I really like her in this film. Um, I don't really watch a lot of other movies with her in them. She doesn't really do... Uh, Your kind of movies. <laughs> films that I usually kind of well, watch. I'll show you a couple with her, I mean, and then you can judge them. You can compare I them. Um, I thought she was... I like the next lady. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. We'll talk about her a little bit. Sarah Jessica Parker, I don't know. I mean, I get it. They 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 uh, exaggerated and messed it up, and she actually wasn't like this, but... Oh, she was a terrible person. I think she was a. I don't think she was a terrible person. In a way, she was the most rational person of all because she was the only one who was seeing all this and being like, you know, this is just crap. She says like these movies are terrible. Yes, and then she becomes, and then she goes on to write like some famous hits for Elvis. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, they don't really mention that in the movie. It's no, the, she just the postscript at the end of the film. Yeah, she just disappears. I don't know. I I guess that's me just going whatever. I just I don't have any judgment for any of these characters other than like Egg. Johnny Depp because he's is the whole thing. He's in every second of the movie. Even with the other characters, he's there. He's look at my big face with my fake teeth <laughs> and my hair. I'm almost like a South Park character. My combed hair. He is almost. He definitely seems like a South Park character. It's almost like the South Park creators write this movie. No, but you know the the interesting thing about the writers of this movie is that the the other movie that they were famous for writing before this, their big hit before this film was Problem Child. You ever heard of Problem Child? I feel like I have. What is that it's again? It's a kids movie, family movie from the 90s. What was it about? I don't remember. But it was a franchise. Oh, no. There's like three movie, three of them. Really? It was almost kind of like the Look Trilogy. Who's Talking. Yeah, it was almost like the Look Who's Talking movies. I think it was also it had something to do with... No, I don't think it had... No, it wasn't Babies. What was it called again? Problem Child. Always oh, Googling it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never saw these. I don't know these. But yeah, that. It's like a little demon. The first one was a big hit. And they wanted to write this movie because they're fans of this type of stuff. Um. They were familiar, obviously, with Ed Wood's work, and they actually enjoyed those movies. Well, this thing's terrible. 
And they wanted to prove that they could write, like, more adult stuff. And I think they did. Well, they definitely wrote adult stuff. (laughs) And they wrote another movie that I really liked that I'll show you, which is very similar to this movie, but I think you might actually like it better because it's more modern um, and it's, uh, it's set in the 70s. It's a movie called Dolomite Is My Name. Mm. It's a movie that Eddie Murphy starred in. Oh, it's the Netflix one. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. I think it's a really good film. Yeah, it was pretty popular, wasn't it? For a little bit, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, just for me personally, I enjoyed it a lot, and it was good to see Eddie Murphy give a shit. Yes, it's good that he's back. It seems like I haven't seen Coming to America too. No, but maybe I also I think he's gonna start doing comedy again, stand up comedy. Hope I I hope it's good. I love I love fucking Eddie Murphy comedy. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But we'll uh we'll talk about him maybe in a future episode. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh we'll talk about let's talk about Bill Murray. He's not in it as much as I thought he was gonna be. No, but. The part, the moments that he's in it, I think he absolutely just steals the show. Sometimes, it's always because he just comes in with these like crazy stories or crazy lines. Because <laughs> he's Bill Murray, and, and he's it's like in all white. Yeah, his makeup is really funny. <laughs> yeah, Not looks, funny, but he looks like a ghost. But he's also he is actually someone who wants to be trans. I don't really get. He like, did. He wanted to for a minute, and then he he doesn't, and he makes up this whole story. I feel like he he's a liar. Like it's almost his thing, because he makes up this. Like, oh, the guy, di- my fiance died, and then the doctor didn't show up, and then I get, uh, all these things. It's like well, if your fiance just died, wouldn't you be a little more upset? I don't know. Maybe it's just because like he's just deadpan man, and he's he's deadpan, but like deadpan, but. I don't know. It's not that <laughs> deadpan. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because he's just seen so many, so much fucked up shit in his life. Yeah, his being head- gay during that era. Woo. I mean, there's a, he has one of the funniest, he has many funny scenes in this movie uh, and the little uh, bit that he's in it. But he has one of the funniest scenes where he's... uh. He's bringing in all the drag queens to uh, (laughs) audition for the film. Uh, Ed Wood's first movie, Glenn or Glenda. Um, That scene is just hilarious. It's like, where did all they come from in the 1950s? It's uh, Hollywood, L.A. He probably went to East L.A. or some shit. It's got all the draggies. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to generalize. Everybody, <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I think he's he's great in this movie, and I think they treat his character with enough dignity where it's like the jokes are never at his expense. It, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like this joke, this character could have easily been mishandled a lot. They could have played him way more. Over the top. More flamboyant. Way more, more offensive. Flam- yeah, he, he, I get you. He's not offensive. At first, I was like, oh, is he going to be offensive when I first hit his accent when he first comes on? Mm-hmm. 
And then you're like, oh, no, because he's not just like, I don't like Sucker Cox. And he's not like the and he's not the super intelligent, like best friend that cures all the problems with an antidote. And... He's just a weirdo. Yeah, he's just a weirdo like they all are. He's an out. And he's... of course, like a bu- like a, a drag queen would be, be like best friends. Like It almost seems like they're best friends because he knew him before. Like they were together when they was doing plays. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like he's part of the real, uh, real OG original crew. Um, yeah, when they yeah the movie opens up with a, a shitty stage play that uh, Ed Wood wrote and is putting on. And no one's watching. nobody's there. The roof is leaking. There's a bucket in the front <laughs> front rows filled with water. And Ed Wood's just like going like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then they're reading the reviews, yeah. and then he said and. Like the one, the thing that instantly kind of made me it just endears you to his character is like, oh, they said that they really liked the costumes. I've read reviews and they never even mentioned the costumes. <laughs> We're on our way up. <laughs> there we go. Bill Murray's. Just... Yeah, they're all and they're all kind of just like, uh, oh, Eddie, <laughs> you're gonna have to get a day job, but he never does. <laughs> he kind of had a day job working at a at the studio. Seems like he quits that almost like. But then seriously. it's like he immediately meets Bella Lugosi. No, he gets the, he sees the ad for the uh, Glenn or not Glenn or Glenda. Yes. Originally, it was going to be a biopic about a real life woman who had a or a person who had a transgender sex change surgery. They backed out. <laughs> and then yeah, no, they didn't back out. As soon as they put that ad out, that person asked for more money. And then the studios, this cheap little exploitation garbage studio. Like, oh yeah, we'll just change it. Who was like, yeah, no, we're now we'll just fictionalize it. It's like, and Edward has it. You got a script? The fuck no. But we have a poster. He's making it nine minutes. Making it nine like, weeks. And we're we're we've already got ads in Georgia, Alabama. I know. They go for that twisted, perverted shit. And, it's so uh, weird. By the way, that character is played by a a favorite actor on I've the seen show. Seen him in this podcast before, Mr. Mike Starr, Body Bodyguard, Bodyguard, and Goodfellas. This is his third uh, appearance. His third appearance. Probably not final. Definitely not. I hope not. I love Mike Starr. I think he's great. I think Mike Starr, and he's, he's only a great supporting actor. He's only in it for like maybe like. I don't know, five minutes. Total. But he, again, like, he just, he almost kind of steals the show a little bit in the little scenes that he has. And he's yelling at, <laughs> he's yelling at Ed Wood about uh, the movie not being marketed. He's like, oh, you're not putting any ads off of my movie. It's like, oh, we put out ads out. They're in Georgia, Alabama, and Missouri. <laughs> no one's, we're not going to put ads out in fucking L.A., no one wants to see this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just. He yelled a lot. I liked him in Bodyguard. Okay. Yeah, he was good in that. He's good in Goodfellas. And I don't remember him in Goodfellas. Oh, yes, I do. Do I? Oh, I do. He just gets murdered. Dumpster yeah. truck. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. He always plays the same guy. Just ah, I'm red and angry. Oh, I'm big and intimidating. And he's kind of sleazy. 
Yes. Yeah, he plays a sleazy uh, producer in this movie named George Weiss. He just has that look. You're not going to make him like the pastor. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I love him in this movie. I love most of the characters in this movie. I guess it'd be easier for me to name the characters I like. Uh, the second wife or girlfriend. Patricia Arquette. She kind of shows up late in the movie. Yeah, she's just so nice. She um, sticks with him. I guess in real life, yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Very shaky about that. Um, You hated Bella Lugosi. You hated Martin Landau because of his teeth. I like the big dumb guy. Duh. Oh, yes. Uh, Tor Johnson, played by uh, the wrestler George the Animal Steel. Uh, they pretty much got Tor Johnson, like, perfect, perfectly. He looks almost exactly like him, George the Animal Steel. Yeah, he. I liked him just because he was funny and stupid. He was hilarious. And his lines were always just Do my funny. toes. Yeah, do my toes. He talked very simple. <laughs> you make movies like the Mickey Mouse? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <like the> Mickey <laughs> Mouse. He's so stupid. But then he sticks with him forever. Because, um, again, he's also a misfit. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's this big, dumb lug. And I'm going to put him in movies because he's so great and he's big. <laughs> he can play a monster. Yeah, and he never. He, <laughs> he has a hilarious scene where they're shooting the the movie, what the set his second film, Bride of the Monster. Yeah, and uh, he's walking through a door, <laughs> and he like bumps <laughs> into the side of the door, and the whole set shakes. <laughs> the whole set shakes, and then Edward's like, "Cut, print, perfect," and the cinematographer is like, "Don't you want to do that again?" It looks like Big Baldy couldn't get through the door. He's like, no, it's real. You know, in actuality, he would have that problem every day. And it's, it's that's true. It's so hilarious. It's just so funny. It's just like he has an explanation for everything. For being the cheap bastard. Being, he's like, we don't have time. <laughs> All the money. I have to make this movie in seven days. Four days he had to make that the his first movie. And now you can make a whole movie for like 400 bucks on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, oh. I was he'd born at the wrong time. <laughs> I know. He'd be a YouTuber if he was born in this era. Yeah. I don't know. Or be a work for sci-fi. <laughs> or work for Playboy. Oh, wait. No, he didn't work for Playboy. But he did end up doing porno at the end of his life. Well, that's where he goes sad. I mean, if he, had, if he was born now, he wouldn't go sad unless he starts filming OnlyFans or something. And he wasn't acting in porno. He was directing it and writing it. <laughs> Probably his, still trying to make like good movies. His most infamous porno movie is a movie called Orgy of the Dead. <laughs> and it has one other cast member from uh, his previous films and who was a part of his little crew, the, uh, the psychic guy, Criswell. Uh, I wish it was... Uh... Tor Johnson? No. Um, Vampiria. Vampiria. Oh, Vampira. Vampira. Yeah, there's so many characters in this movie. There's too many. Haven't mentioned yet. So I'm mentioning them slowly but surely. 
But yeah, um, who are we on? <laughs> we, we were talking about Tor Johnson, and then I just mentioned her randomly. Yeah. So there's a, another. There's a a uh, character who is sort of like this pre Elvira mm-hmm. character. If again, if you're somebody who's like a Zoomer or super or who's young listening to this, you probably don't. Even really, a lot of millennials probably don't. Yeah, younger millennials, you probably don't know who Elvira. Mistress of the Dark is yeah, unless you've seen her like uh, parodied in, parodied in something like Simpsons or Family yeah, it's a goth chick, goth looking chick with really big chesticles. Yep, the PC uh, version of saying that that was her uh, that was her thing, and she would just like yeah, she you would just she would just show horror movies all night, and uh, yeah, so this was the fifties version of that. And uh, this one, this woman was named Vampira, and uh, she's played by an actress named Lisa Marie, who I think was married to Tim Burton at this point. I'm not sure. Are they still married? No. No. Um, I think they were married briefly. Oh yeah, he's married to. Uh... He was married to Helena Bonham Carter. Now they're divorced. Oh. Um. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's a whole other thing. I don't really get into that kind of shit. <laughs> um, but she, uh, I will say she kind of feels like the most random. Like, why exactly does she, like, befriend Ed? Yeah, he just keeps calling her until he's. she's like, fine, I guess you don't want to have sex with me, so you're not a creep, you just... Want me to be in one of your movies because I'm sort of a big star. In the town. Yeah, and then she kind of ends up as sort of a failure because she gets fired. Yeah, probably for asking for more money. Yeah, 50s. And how dare she... As yeah, a you're a woman, you have money. your own TV show, you're going to ask for more money? Go away. <laughs> if I had toots... We can get another pair of... Get another pair of tits. <laughs> We're a horrible 50s man, bitch. <laughs> yep. Ah. You haven't burned your bras yet. <laughs> you got 20 years for that. Uh, but yeah, and she ends up being in his, uh, his most infamous movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, and- probably regrets, or at least did then. Yeah, well, she even, she requested that she have no lines in that movie, so the whole time (laughs) in that film, which I actually watched before, uh, uh, watching Ed Wood again instead of watching that because I don't watch the movies that we watch before we record the podcast anymore. It's good. Before it makes I, them better. Yeah. But I did watch Plan 9 because I, I'd heard, you know, so much about it. And I, I don't f- want to know. We might watch it for BMI one of these days. It's, enter- it's actually a pretty entertaining, like, bad movie. But anyways, like, Vampira in that film is just, all she does is just wiggle her fingers and look kind of creepy from <laughs> far away. Um, that's about it. And Tor Johnson, God bless him, he was <laughs> uh, a terrible actor. He wasn't the best Frankenstein? <laughs> he didn't really, he didn't play the Frankenstein monster. He just played a random monster. Seemed kind of like a bride of the monster. She kind of looked. It was like. sort of like that's what they were going for, um, but yeah, um, her care. But you know, she's 
kind of has some, uh, she's a, f I guess she's fine. <laughs> Her character, I guess, doesn't really, I wouldn't say adds too much. She could have appeared later in the film when they were, pl when they were making Plan 9. Yeah, but I think they wanted to, like, plant the seeds of, like, they didn't want her just showing up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, how all of a sudden is Ed friends with this random lady that looks like, uh, what's her face? Alvira. Right, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, there's so many other characters. And I know. I mean, it's, we got a characters for 48 minutes. I guess we should just, uh, but well, we haven't just talked about the characters. We've been using the characters to we'll talk a little bit about, about some of our favorite parts and notable things and critiques. But uh, I guess maybe we should get into the quotes. Yes, because this movie's got it's got some good ones. It's nothing that, like a few stuck out to me, but all right. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one I'll be remembered for. Yep, that's what he says at the end, the part that you fell asleep. Yes, but I, I remember that. I was up for that part. I think it's a great line. You woke me up for that part. And I think it's it's really endearing because he's like he's watching what's considered what was considered the worst movie of all time and he's just like I'm gonna do it. Like this, this is my one. masterpiece. And it's like, oh it's garbage. It was the last mainstream in quotes uh movie he ever did. No one ever gave him enough money to make another one. Well, he did make another movie after uh, this film, like right after, the year after, but he didn't have enough money to release it. Oh. Or uh, the story behind why it There's didn't no get released. Then. Yeah, the story for why it didn't get released is really weird, and I don't really get it, but it didn't get released until like the the 80s and it was released on home video VHS and it has Tor Johnson then, wasn't he? yes died in the late 70s um alcoholic and broke sad but that woman was still with him mhm and uh Tor Johnson's in that movie and apparently it's connected to Plan 9 and Bride of the Monster so he had his own little weird universe. Connected intergalactic universe. The Edward, the Edward cinematic universe. You're gonna die in there. <laughs> Wait, is that a quote? No, that's just my quote. Uh, <laughs> this is a good quote. How do you do it? How do you get all your friends to get baptized just so you can make a monster movie? Ah, uh, yeah. It's not a monster movie. It's a supernatural thriller. It's a supernatural thriller. That it's is great. I mean, we talked about it already, but it was a good quote. It's a good. Uh, it's scene. my favorite scene. It's one of the scenes that I do like. Uh, if Bill Murray's in it, it's going to be a good scene. Um, I thought this was pretty funny. We don't have a permit. Run. <laughs> we don't have a permit. Run. <laughs> they just see a police officer and they just run for it. <laughs> yeah, after they're the <laughs> they're shooting uh, Glenn or Glenda, he's dressed up. As a woman, because he's starring in the film, and then uh, they do one take of him looking in a window, and he's like, "Cut, print, perfect." 
And the cinematographer's like, oh, don't you want to get a second take for protection? He's like, what's there to protect? It's perfect. He's like, really wants to get out of there because he knows, like, I don't have a permit. I know. If they see us, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the money for the permit. I don't have the money for a ticket. Exactly. So, they, yeah, they had to basically shoot it uh, gorilla style. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the more serious quotes. What are you drinking, Bella? Formaldehyde. Straight oh. up around the racks. <laughs> that's, that's when he's like trying to kill himself. That's when uh, Bella's at the end of his ropes. Yeah, his unemployment's cut off. He's not getting any more movies, any more commercials, TV, anything. It's it's very it's a really sad scene. Yeah. And he, and that's when he checks himself into rehab. <laughs> yes, but then you find out like his. Uh, Actors Guild insurance ran out. I think that's why since that time that that's been way more uh, updated. And like I'm pretty sure once you get in it, you can't ever get out of it unless you right. do something. Unless you do something where you're like revoked or you're right, pedophile right, murderer yeah. or something. Right. But Kevin they, they take care of the old ones now because that's fucked up and it looks makes you look really bad. It is really messed up. <laughs> God damn, it's cold. It'll warm up <laughs> once you're in it. Fuck you. You come out here. Fuck you. You come out here. That was one of the funnier scenes with him. I liked it because when he was wrestling with the thing, he's like, ah! Oh, yeah. Ah! They he really goes into it. They steal a fake octopus from one of the studios, and <laughs> they, they forget to steal the motor to make it move. So they just tell, so Ed Wood just tells Bella Lugosi, to just roll around in the cold water with this fake rubber octopus. It's one scene I think from any of his movies that I think I have seen, and it was just like on a compilation of like worst scenes ever or something. From Ed Wood's movie, or yeah, but not it was on an Ed Wood list. It was just like from the yeah worst movies ever made. Yeah, from Bride of the Monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because and it's just for that fact there that it like hit you could see that the actors moving or the things around. Oh, it's so yeah in the movie it's very obvious. Um, but he really goes for it. Ah! One of the uh, one of the interesting things about that scene is that if you look out you look out in the the distance on the hill you have the car there's like two cars and they have their headlights on. Um, and, you know look it's they're like. I guess in this movie, it's there for visual, like, it's a good visual, right? Yeah. But in the actual film that they're making, those cars are what is lighting their scene. That makes sense. That's what I it's, thought it was. It's so hilarious. It's so... It's, and that's such a, like... Jank. That's an in-joke. That's such a, like, weird movie in-joke. No one else would know that other than, yeah. You guys, other people would see that and just go like, "Oh, it's just terribly lit." Like his whole, all of his movies. And it's like, "Oh, okay," but like a movie nerd like me is like, "Ha ha ha ha!" <laughs> like, isn't that crazy? I guess. Oh, this is one of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's favorite li- uh, best lines. You people are insane. You're wasting your lives <laughs> making shit. Nobody cares. These movies are it's terrible. terrible. Yeah, we Do already. You really mean that? <laughs> we already. That's. Uh, That's uh, you know what? Okay. This is, okay, I'm just going to have to say it. Ed Wood is a dumbass. I don't like him. He's annoying. You're a failure. Do different things. Stop being, a, you're terrible. Like, I just don't like, you're so oblivious to your terribleness. He's naive. I wouldn't say he's stupid. Just, 
like she said, she would, she would have said if it was nowadays, you're a dumbass. <laughs> no. He's a grade A. I DA think he's dumbass. I think he's just naive. He has his head. I don't like it. I, he's not a lovable. It's because he's taking people's money. You just don't money. like anyone who's, he's taking people's who's money. not just a constant no, success. No, he's taking people's money, making well, yeah. utter garbage. Lying to them, and he just hides it under this. Like I'm an ass guy. Like no, you're not. <laughs> you're a piece of crap, and you make crap. And you should like and like you're. No wonder she left you. You couldn't provide for her. She was paying the rent. And this other woman probably had to go through a horrible life taking care of you. Probably worked as a grocery teller, just to make ends meet, so you can make garbage. And you probably beat her. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Alcoholic towards the end of his life, and then rubs ropes. Only person in his life. Pop, 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 pop. A couple little pops to her face. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That's just me mm. making up things. But I don't know. I just he annoyed me the whole fucking time. When I really think about it, now that going over it and talking about it, he just he he bugged me. He bugged me. <laughs> Bell uh, Lugusi. Uh, now that was a premiere. Now that, that was scene a was premiere. insane. That was the most random scene. It was the scene for his first premiere movie premiere, and they're just throwing popcorn monster, like yeah. crazy. And they have this never-ending. He hasn't of even popcorn. started yet either. Yeah, they have this never-ending tide of popcorn. They then run them out like a riding mob for some reason. And they're like, really they sexually harass Vampira, grab her breast. Like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bella goes, he's like, I envied that kid. Yeah. And then, okay, th- and this is Ed Wood's catchphrase. Lee's already said it. Cut. That was perfect. He says that like, a cut, bunch. print, perfect. <laughs> and then Lee's already said this one too, but it's a good one. I'll say it again. Is that a script? Fuck no. But there's a poster. <laughs> Fuck no. There's a poster. <laughs> and then this this is right after a good old hit of fucking morphine. All right. Let's shoot this let's fucker. Let's shoot this fucker. <laughs> I love that. You damn drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> this Sad. is terrible. I think she's a honey. Look at those jugs. Look at those jugs. He's such a pig monster. <laughs> it was funny. And then they had that little cute scene where he's like, look into my eyes. No. How do you do it, Bella? <laughs> it's like, what? You Just must do be this? double-jointed. Just doing this? And Hungarian. Because he's a fan. He's just like, oh my God, I'm hanging out with Bella Lugosi. Dracula. This, whose crazy idea was it to bury him in a cape? I heard it was in the will. It's how he wanted to be remembered. Like that's a, a that's a real life thing too. Bela Lugosi was buried in his famous Dracula cape. That's what he really wanted. Mm-hmm. That's how he really wanted to be remembered. Makes and sense. To this day, people still recognize his image and still do the impression. And people probably suck don't know your that blood. He, yeah, they probably don't know that he died a drug addict. They probably don't even know who he is. This was so random. And then she just comes and goes, "Hi, would you like some water?" No, no water. Lick, no oh, liquid. Yes. I'm terribly allergic to that. Again, this is another character that. And then we, she just. I thought really she was highlight. gonna become part of the crew, and then she's just gone. After good, she good served her purpose. Does her one giving terrible the, movie. Giving her, 
giving uh, Ed Wood her three hundred dollars. And then he goes up to her and asks her for another sixty, and she's like, "I don't have that." Oh, money. you misunderstood me. <laughs> she's just so dumb, and he and he's dumb for thinking she had sixty thousand dollars. Naive, dumb. She was also naive because she. And he just, took advantage of her, and then he probably kicked her out. I don't know. Maybe she just left because like, oh, maybe she, maybe they're right. Maybe yeah. that woman was right. I think she was there when, uh, you know, they were having their little party. Yeah, and, and then, then she's gone. Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, had that tirade. And then she's but maybe like, she, oh, I should be. She's right. These are garbage. Yeah. Uh, Dolores, I have five days to finish this picture. Don't get don't goofy, get goofy on me. me. Sexist. I love that line though. And I love his delivery. Oh, what does that old queen know? Oh yeah, he's talking Bill about Murray. Bill Murray's talking about uh uh a critic that was uh reviewing their stage play. Yeah. And Lee's already said this is a good one. I'm a movie director. Movies. You mean like the Mickey Mouse? Like the Mickey Mouse? <laughs> you do a much better uh accent uh impression. Do my toes. <laughs> I like that. Better than wrestling. When that fake octopus. Better than wrestling. This fake octopus yeah, they, falls on him and they think he's dead. Like, oh no. Did we kill him? And you know what? Ed Wood's not that terrible of a person because he really does. He takes care of does Bella. He? A little bit. As much as he can. But that you said that's fake. Oh yeah, in real life. That yeah. also like that's what made me re- like also the, turn on him because I was like, oh, that's his one redeeming thing. He took care of this old man, took his dogs and all this, and you're like, oh, none of that happened. It's like, oh, it was just a piece of shit. They never mentioned uh, the fact that Bella Lugosi had children. It's kind of weird that they kind of omitted his family. But again, this is the fantasy version of this story. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, that movie did have a lot of quotes. I will give it that. It has a lot of. Well, you're gonna have that with Johnny Depp because he's just saying stuff with his face, his Johnny Depp face. Because he's a great performer. He is. And he can just say. He can just like his body language. He'll say things, it. and you're like, whoa. And I think he. I think his performance probably makes this character, like, more likable, at least to me. No. Fine, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I, just, I can't have my opinion. You're able to go. Yeah, safe Haven's a piece of crap garbage, fine. and yeah, I have to it, sit here like, yeah, I guess my movie is garbage. But I say, say at least <laughs> you're talking bad about my movie. My movie's a masterpiece. And I love my movie. My movie's won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> this listen, this little cackling ass motherfucker <laughs> loves getting away with his double standards. His hypocrisy. He's a toxic white male. Well, I'm a poor white male. <laughs> oh my god! You know we're very we're going off the rails. Not privileged in this podcast. All right, well we got to do it real quick because I want to know these questions for Lee. Questions? Questions for Lee? Questions? Uh, Lee, when did you first see this movie? It's the most important. I want to know when did you see this movie? Oh, I I saw this movie pretty much in that 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 sweet spot of. Like twelve, thirteen. Where it's just being 14. set as like your favorite movie or one of your favorites. Nostalgia setting in for it. Maybe a little bit of that. And I have seen this movie quite a few times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you became nostalgic. Like there's that sweet spot is like, oh, when these movies are becoming impressionable on you. 
And when I was really like or discovering my my love of movies, yes, and like getting into like re- like learning about movies, going like, on the YouTube deep dives, yeah, IMDb. You've been a up. super fan of that. Oh yeah, I've had an IMDb account for over a decade at this point. Well, I guess I already, you already kind of answered this. What makes you like this movie so much? I wanted to ask that just because, and I already kind of did just. I was kind of like flabbergasted about how much you like this movie. And I get you don't like Safe Haven, but the hate that Safe Haven gets, and then you're just like, oh, let me show you this. And you're like, look at this masterpiece. And I'm like, I'm not saying it is like not better acting than Safe Haven, obviously. Um, but not everybody in it. And not, other than Johnny Depp, not that much, because it's not like in Safe Haven they're just like, and we love each other. They're not like <laughs> acting bad. They're acting good for romance in their romance drama thriller poop fart. Um, and I'm just, I, I just I, that just happens a lot in these weeks. I just like you show me this movie, and they're just like, and then I'll show you a movie. You're just like, oh, it's poop, poop, it's garbage. It doesn't make sense. What? Well, there's no story. There's, there's nothing. And then you show me RoboCop, <laughs> or you show me Ed Wood, and it's just like, there's no plot in any of this. <laughs> it's just this utter craziness. And I, I, I just, I get it now, now that we've done the podcast and we've talked about it, but I was just, I'm just sometimes flabbergasted by like what you like so much. Not that you like it. I would see that you like this movie, but mm-hmm. that it's a top movie for you. That's what I don't, I didn't get. I still don't get a little bit. <laughs> there's a lot of things I like in it. It does, but there's just so much better movies <laughs> not even my movies i'm just meaning better movies that we both agree are good movies you know, it comes down to preference well you have to have the same preference as me no oh everybody leave down in the comments how me lee is <laughs> um well this is already definitely answered what's your favorite part edward you love well, it. You love Johnny Depp. You love his performance. You love everything about it. You love the story about it. I mean, I mean, I've already asked this throughout the podcast. All the stuff about filmmaking. I mean, all the like scenes that you see of them like shooting the films, they're pretty much word for word like those exact scenes from their movie, yes. the real movies. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You're just like, oh, that's. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I I asked you like, is that really what they said? Like, that was the worst writing I've ever heard in my life. It's hilarious. And it's like it's, and the fifties had some bad movies because it, it's the fifties and they're still figuring this shit out. It's so fu- It's so funny, like seeing like real actors like say this shit. Right. <laughs> it's it's always funny watching like a real actor pretend to be a bad actor in a movie. It goes yeah. to show how good of an actor they are. Yeah, that's. Because they have to the pretend to be a bad as- actor. And that's kind of one of the interesting aspects for me in this <laughs> movie. <that> ten times. <laughs> All right, well, this might be a little harder for you to answer. What's your biggest complaint? My biggest complaint... I think maybe it is a tad too long. I think it could be a good 20 minutes less. Maybe 15. Maybe 10. Um... Maybe five, maybe one. All right, it's perfect, actually. You're right. I was wrong. <laughs> no, you could trim some things down a little bit. Um, not exactly sure what. 
it's always hard to say, like, well, well if you're the editor, you editor this book, what would you take out? Ah. Sometimes it's obvious, but I could see how you'd have a time, hard time trimming this movie. And also the that one scene. I just cut out the popcorn scene. That also, I feel like, is the weakest scene in the movie. Because I'm just like, what is happening? You happen- could lose that whole scene. Even I'm like, like, what is happening? You could lose that whole scene. It wouldn't change anything for the movie. It like, makes no sense. Why is it so chaotic? Yeah, why, why do I hate him already? But yeah, that's about it. My right. favorite scene I already mentioned was the baptism scene. Yes, I mean, it's. I think that might be my favorite scene too. Um, well, real quick, I would give this movie... Because even though I don't really like Ed Wood, I don't hate the movie because I like Johnny Depp and it's like whatever. I'm going to give this movie a hard... I'm going to give it a hard four. Four? Because I do... I'm talking about it it has tipped it into a little of the not like category. But not hard. Like, it's not a three. It's not a soft four. It's a hard four, close five. I could feel nothing for this movie, but just I feel a little bit for it. It's it's not positive. (laughs) If Bill Murray was in it more, it might be a five. But... It's not Osmosis Jones, so we didn't we didn't luck out. <laughs> if you guys could have seen the eye roll I just got, the earth would shake and shatter <laughs> with the power. <laughs> it would. Um, all right, Lee. Well, what would you give this movie? Ah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, this is a this is a personal favorite of mine, definitely. Uh, I saw this movie like at the point where I like I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to get into movies. Mm-hmm. Um it was right at the height of my movie obsession at that point in my young life. Yeah. I was watching movies like crazy. Your Pat and Oswald phase. A little bit, a little bit. Um and I just like I I love I I love the character of Ed Wood. And uh I think that you know, it's just such a char. It's Depp's performance is just so charming. He makes it a likable character, even though he is this con artist, basically. <laughs> I just feel it. I get fake. Okay. Not badly acted, like oh, this is an actor. Just Edward's fake. Well, I feel character. like when he looks in the mirror when he wakes up in the morning, he's just super depressed. It's- yeah, they don't show that. <laughs> it would have been kind of an interesting scene. Seeing that he actually hates himself, and like he's like, oh, I'm going like to kill myself. He has to kind of like get into character. He's act, he like, Cause he's yeah. always like, it's ah, perform- he's, he's always in his own world. He's chipper. Yeah, he always thinks it's going to work out, and it's like, it never does, though. No. Why do you think it's going to work out? He's a constant failure, because he has to, unless he, he'll, he'll go insane. And eventually he just dies. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I rate this a good old six, no. <laughs> On that note, uh, I give it a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you were going to give it an eight, but okay, that's crazy. All right, well, personal preference. Um, That's crazy personal preference. That's my new thingy. 
After every sentence, I have to. That's gonna be annoying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only could it last <laughs> three seconds of me doing that? <laughs> I'm sure you'll love it in the your, your earphones. This is good old uh, little ASMR for you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's the end of this. This was a long one because this one is. Uh, it's not like oh, this movie's three hours long to talk about. It just it, there is a lot to talk about because every character is a uh, a character in itself. Its um, own main, be, yeah, their, own, their own main characters. Movie, yeah. Um, but watch the movie. Yes, I always recommend it. to watch these movies. You actually recommend it. You actually recommend it. I always do, even if you don't like it. I re- uh, see if you like it. I recommend you watch this if you haven't seen it, because you might. Okay. I always recommend everyone to watch every movie. I know you don't do that for mine, but you're rude, and I'm a nice person. Praise me. Pat my back. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm so Slap humble. Slap your back. I'm so humble. Uh, and, and on that note, we're watching next week is my movie, and we're gonna stick up with the stay up with the little Johnny Depp theme, the little obscure Johnny Depp theme, mm-hmm. even though mine's a little less obscure, but probably still just as obscure, but like it wasn't obscure during the time. Uh, Benny and June. Hmm. Um, it's a very, it, no one knows this movie just as much as Ed would. No one knows this movie, but I hope you look forward to it. I hope Lee looks forward to it. I'm really wondering Could if he's going to like it. Um, Compared to Ed Wood. Very different than Ed Wood, but it comes out a year before Ed Wood. So interesting. It was made a year before Ed Wood. So it's, it's, it's and it's weird because he seems. We'll talk about it. He seems much younger in Benny and June. Um, well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, listen to us blather on about our opinions of nonsense. We uh, huh. please, as always, rate, review, and share the podcast. It's the easiest way and the best way for you to sh- help us out. Uh, every comment, every review, every time you share it, promotes it, shows the algorithm that, hey, people want to listen to this, so let's promote it to more people. You know, and that just makes us a little happier. Uh, and, you know, make us, you know, what make us happy? What do we do to you? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, we hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great time listening to this podcast. We'll see you next week. Let's end this fucker. No!